Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. I'm going to break down today's episode for you. I'm going to start by recapping this week's sports highlights and anything crazy or exciting that might have happened. And then after that, I'll jump into a deep dive that will vary week to week. Okay, folks, Sports In-Depth, Episode 3. JD on hand. Uh, a lot of sports going on right now, as we all know. Uh, COVID style, everything coming up at once. Wanted to talk about the Lakers in the Miami Heat. Uh, Lakers were, they were up 2-0. It was a commanding lead until Jimmy Butler absolutely went off last night. A 40-point triple-double. 40 points, 13 dimes, and 11 boards. He simply put the team on his back. He did not want to go home early, and he wanted to make it so the Miami Heat belonged. Everyone was kind of doubting Miami simply because of two injuries to their starters, Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo. Bam should be back next game. And game three always, and I always talk about this with my buddies, that's what decides series is. If you lose game three, you know it's going to be a short series. You win game three, one more win, and you knot things up. It's 2-2, right? So uh, that's what I always say, and it's good for the Heat because they they needed some confidence, and it started at the defensive end last night. Lakers during games one and two, guess what? They got a ton of second-chance points. Miami, they were able to eliminate those second-chance opportunities in game three. Another thing you need to do to beat the Lakers is shut down Anthony Davis. Uh, The way to do so is you limit Anthony Davis' shots. They did that, and he only had 15 points on the evening. Along with that, LeBron James, yes, he did have 25, and he was flirting with a triple-double, as he always does, but which was key is Miami forced turnovers. LeBron had a ton last night, and he wasn't playing like LeBron James. Miami, I feel, got to him playing a lot of man-to-man. They were staying away from zone defense. Uh, They were doing a lot of that in game two. And man-to-man, simply as Jimmy Butler states, bodies on bodies, that's how you beat the Lakers. You got to box out and rebound because shots are going to fall at both ends of the floor. It's about rebounding play calling, and limiting second-chance opportunities. Hopefully for all the big NBA fans out there, this series goes the distance. The two best words in sports, Game 7. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of the NBA Finals for you. I wanted to also shout out, show the ladies some love out in the WNBA. As of now, the Seattle Stormer have a 2-0 lead on the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, Brianna Stewart and uh, Sue Bird playing out of their mind. Brianna Stewart being their main scorer. And Sue Bird leading in assists once again. Uh, she's been in this league a long time, similar to LeBron James. And she has the mind uh, to take over games. Always making the smart play. Uh, if we want to compare the two leagues... Sue Bird is kind of like LeBron James. Decision-making, passing, putting the ball in the hands of the hot player. Now, AD is more like Brianna Stewart, young star making shots. And not only making shots, impacting the game on both ends of the floor. And the WNBA, it's been a very good year for them. 
Uh, a lot of stars this year, some rising players, and Brianna Stewart, just a standout. Standout. Uh, the standouts usually come from the UConn's women's team. And uh, once again, Gina Ariema preparing her for the league, uh, simply preparing for the league. She transitioned very well from college and uh, at the pro level. It's just been fun to watch. So if you ask me and many others, the WNBA season should be, should be uh, coming to a close on Tuesday night. I have a sweep from the Seattle Storm and, and another title for, for Mrs. Sue Bird. So that's some basketball for you. Now, NFL... NFL talk once again, guys. Uh, week four, uh, almost in the books. I will talk about the games that are officially in the books. Tom Brady, or should I say vintage Tom Brady, getting it done once again. Five TD passes yesterday, folks. Five TD passes on Sunday. And, you know, that, that's that's something that happens a lot for Tom Brady. But But I wanted to talk about something in particular. Uh, with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Tom threw a pick six early in the game yesterday. And how does he respond throwing five TDs and winning the game? Now, that shows us all about veteran leadership and leaving the pass play behind you and moving on to the play in front of you. Uh, That's what the great ones do. Um, They overcome, and they're even better. Uh, they're even better. And, and Tom Brady proved that. Another thing that Tom's doing a great job of in his new offense is getting everyone involved. He's using all three of his tight ends. He's using all of his receivers. Everyone's touching the ball and feeling part of this offense. The run game looks good. Defense is improving. They're a well-coached group, of course, with Bruce Arians. And Buccaneers look good to me. Th- three wins are in a row, and, and they're feeling themselves, hey, Uh, Tampa could do it, folks. And I wanted to mention something brief about the city of Tampa Bay. They're feeling pretty hot right now, especially after the Tampa Bay Lightning brought the Stanley Cup home. The Buccaneers with Tom Brady, their hopes are high. And how about the Tampa Bay Rays uh, playing the New York Yankees currently in the playoffs? Uh, Tampa's a rising city, and not only a rising city in general, for, for sports, whew. That's a that's a scary city and a hot city at the moment. So uh, a few other important games around the league. Um, both New York teams again with a loss, but but I saw improvement with the Giants this week defensively. Keep in mind, folks, they played the L.A. Rams, one of the top teams not only in the NFC but in the whole league. Limited them just to 17 points. Giants have their own issues with turning the ball over late in games and not scoring enough themselves. But hey, folks, giving up just 17, Giants should have won that football game. But of course, they didn't, and it's okay. Uh, This is a learning process. New coach, new quarterback. It's going to take a few years. They just want to see steps in the right direction. And I thought they saw that with their defense. So a little bit about the Giants. And the Jets, uh, they played on Thursday night. They played Denver. They were in it for a while. Uh, They didn't close well. Uh, Denver did a better job closing, but both of those teams, they won't be too relevant this year. Uh, Young groups just building. There were some exciting games uh, later on in the day. I don't know what you guys think, but the Buffalo Bills look unstoppable, 4-0, and they're beating good teams. And you know what's good about them? They lead from start to finish. Buffalo, they got a great quarterback, Josh Allen. 
you know, he's the new hype, and a lot of people are talking about him out of Wyoming. Uh, good player. And uh, the defense looks good. Defense looks good. They they beat the Las Vegas Raiders this week, and Las Vegas looks good to me. You know, Buffalo, they're not just stepping on mediocre subpar teams. They're beating good teams that I think have a chance for the postseason. So, yeah, a little bit uh, about the NFL. Next, I wanted to talk a little bit about baseball. I wanted to show baseball some love in the MLB because sometimes, especially right now, we're focusing on the NBA. We're focusing on the NFL. Baseball, it's too slow, this, that. But come on, guys. Let's lock in. We got the Yankees still in the postseason. They are playing the Rays. Uh, That tips off tonight, Monday night. That's uh, best of five series. And the winner of this series, Yanks and Tampa Bay, play the winner of the Houston Astros against the Oakland A's. Houston took game one over there. And on the other side with the NL, we have the Padres, San Diego Padres, against the LA Dodgers. And the last two to round out the group is the Atlanta Braves against the Miami Marlins. Uh, Derek Jeter squad said Yankee fans are happy to welcome Miami back to the postseason. But keep in mind, it, it was a quick season. Some people say too quick. It, it wasn't a few games too quick, guys. It was a regular season's 162 games. This year was only 60 games. And that was responsible of the league because of COVID-19 and everything. But sometimes in a year like this, the hottest team wins not the best. The hottest team, not the best. You know, if you ask me, with a longer season, you might not see Miami in this. No offense to Marlin fans. Um, You know, you might not see the Houston Astros. Houston Astros, you know, I wasn't sure they were going to make the postseason this year. They responded to, uh, you know, every team around the league hating them because of the scandals that came out. Um, but they still uh, came right back to the playoffs. Yankees and Dodgers are top teams, but the rest of them, I mean, you have a little bit of a slump in a 60-game year. You simply do not make the postseason, folks. So, uh, you know, that's how it goes in the MLB, especially this year, and we have an exciting postseason. I I thought the wild card rounds were good. A lot of people focusing on Tatis over in San Diego, good young player. Man, he showed out against the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, other teams like the Yanks, they're good front to back. Uh, Tampa Bay, good pitching. I, I mean, these teams, it's funny. In the MLB, you either have teams that are, try to keep it a low-scoring game, good pitching, uh, you know, with Yanks having a guy like Garrett Cole on the mound, Tampa Bay having a guy like Blake Snell, Dodgers, Kershaw, et cetera, et cetera. And they try to keep it low-scoring ball games because they could win that matchup with that starter not giving up too many runs. Then you got teams like Oakland. You got teams like the Miami Marlins of this year. You got teams like the Atlanta Braves who win games by scoring runs. So there's two different sides of the eight ball with the MLB teams, especially this year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good finish. I I know the New Yorkers out there, they're excited because they want... Yanks are always relevant and always in the postseason for the most part, but it's about finishing the job. Last few years coming up, just a little shy. They got to see with the addition of Garrett Cole at the end of last year, that could be their final step to get over the hump and get back to the big dance in the World Series and try to try to win it like they did in 09. It's been 11 long years, and New Yorkers are looking to get back to the top. 
So uh, a little wrap in sports there for you. And now we'll jump into the deep dive. Now, the deep dive today is about bigs in the NBA today versus back then. And to clarify, bigs meaning the four and five position, the power forward and the center. And back then, meaning the 60s all the way to the 90s. Now, in today's league, a lot of guys rely on pure athleticism. Back then, it was more hard work and hustle. So, in today's league, I'd like to compare and contrast someone like Dennis Rodman of back then to Anthony Davis today. Both bigs, right? But both very different players. Now, AD is versatile, so he could play out on the perimeter, shoot threes, create his own, fade away, kind of like a a two or three guard at the four or five position. And uh, Dennis Rodman back then, it was about hustle. It's about defense. It's about X and O's, boxing out and rebounding. And in today's league, it's funny. the, The bigs sometimes have the best vision on the floor. They have the most talent even at the perimeter. I look at Nikola Jokic, and he is their big in Denver, for example. And guess what? He's got the best vision on the floor, best passer. When back then did you see the best passer being a big? You know, I'll have you guys respond to that and tweet back to JAYDSports1 on Twitter But uh, uh, for your guys' opinions. But, but if you ask me, there's a big difference, guys. Big difference. I, I mean, look at players back then like Vladi Divac. Uh, you know, look at Bill Lambeer. They'll foul you in the paint. They'll play tough D. You, you know, hook shots uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They play in the paint. Now today, bigs are trying to stretch the floor. They're trying to handle. They're trying to not only finish around the rim. Fadeaway jumpers include Kobe Bryant's game in a bigs game. Who thought we would be seeing that? We're seeing that in the finals with Anthony Davis, especially in game two. And uh, another thing I wanted to focus on is look at the Houston Rockets, for example, folks. Houston did not feel, and keep in mind, they're still a playoff team who won in the first round. They didn't feel they needed a, a pure big on their roster the way the NBA is going. Now, P.J. Tucker was their big, but P.J. Tucker is the size of a three guard uh, of a small forward in this league, showing that perimeter play can win, can, can win in today's era. So a little bit about that for you, because back in the day, which today it's more athleticism, I like to compare today athleticism to back then with hard work and hustle, because nowadays you've got guys like Russell Westbrook, You know, you got guys like Dame Lillard who could step back and shoot from 40 feet. It's a different league now. And going back to those bigs, uh, another big who who does a very good job passing, kicking out to his teammates for three, is uh, Nurkic uh, on Portland who plays with Dame Lillard. And these bigs nowadays, folks, they're not just, you know, because playing in the paint, they feel like they're limiting themselves. The bigs nowadays, opposed to back then, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, people like Dennis Rodman, people like Bill Lambeer, those are great athletes too. But the game has changed in a way that the three ball is so important. And threes being better than twos, it's better for everyone, and I mean everyone, to develop a perimeter jump shot. 
Once you saw it from a few bigs, you started seeing it from the rest. And someone like Shaq in the early 2000s, Shaq was a very good example because he was someone who was wrapping up the entire era of the Hakeem Olajuwon's, the the Dr. J's, and Shaq being the best best of all examples in dominant, around the rim, physical, wants to dunk on you. Today's day, we don't have too many bigs that play just around the rim, as I mentioned, and Shaq really wrapped that up when after his dominant play in 06. I would say from 07 on, and here we are in 2020, we've been seeing bigs that can do a little bit of everything. And Anthony Davis being the best example in the game. Okay, folks, so that's the deep dive. Thank you guys for listening. This is our third week on the show, and we're excited to keep them coming. If you have any things you want me to talk about on the show... You know the handle. Tweet at at JDSports1. From New York City, JD out.